Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. Uh, Rhea, you are next on my list. Uh, Craig, you are then next up, whoever gets to the stage first. Craig, you're first. What's your question? Hi, Tracy. Hello. It's not a question of me, per se, because I already know the answer. Yeah. Someone was in the lounge last night saying about uh, a force of sale of the property. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going through the same situation. I know the answer. Yeah. But obviously, can you explain to the people that are listening that uh, what what's the process? So it's called an order for sale, um, as opposed to a forced sale. It's where the court order that the property is to be sold. Uh, process is obviously it tr- is triggered by the fact that the owners of the property aren't in agreement whether it's kept or whether it's sold. So a financial application is made, and you'd start that process by filing a form A. Perfect. Thanks very much, Tracy. Oh, you're welcome. Have a fantastic holiday. Oh, thank you, Craig. Um, I've responded to everything today. You have? I'm the letter again, Sam. Yeah, I saw that. I passed that over to Eleanor because I authorised the amends. Um, I would have thought she'd sent it to you by now. If she hasn't, first thing in the morning. But yeah, I I approved that earlier on. I'm I'm getting a a little bit of grief off the other one, but never mind. All right. I don't think we're going to be in agreement, but uh, we'll we'll see. Let's see what happens. Have a good holiday. You too. Thank you, Craig. Bye. Bye. Mum, stepmom, what's your question for me? Yeah, I just had a bit. I'm a bit new to all this. Basically, my um, partner and I have taken um, my step one of my stepsons uh, due to some safeguarding issues at. Um, his mum's house um we they haven't had any official in writing so he's just got the uh, parental responsibility but we're looking now to obviously make that official and with some full, sort of 50 50 percent custody with the other son yeah um i'm really not sure sort of how or where to go about it as far as what sort of documentation we need and things like that she, at the moment we've registered him at a school so we've changed his school from the one that was living by her to our our area um but we're not sure about obviously she's withholding his passport and stuff she hasn't not agreed for him to come and live with us though so it's been a bit there's some up and down there (laughs) okay um we're just sort of not sure what to where to go from here so is your question just isolated to getting the passport or was it other things as Um, well it's mainly about how do we go about getting um sort of like full custody of okay. him really yeah. um, so uh, the, 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 the reason I asked the question is that the one form will kind of do it all so the C100 okay. you've got three choices on that you can tick child yeah. arrangements order so you want to tick yeah. that one because you want to alter the residence of the child 
Um, yeah. There's a specific issues order and you want to tick that one. And that is that the passport is returned to you or, you know, the dad. Um, so the C100 yeah. is going to trigger a court application. OK, so that's going to generate yeah. a hearing, essentially. Now, when you're filling out that C100, it will ask if you have attempted mediation. So just before you file the court, you do have to at least attempt mediation. You don't have to go. It's a voluntary process, yeah. but you do have to at least attempt it. All right, so don't be alarmed when you come to that part. But it's all really self-explanatory. And the great thing about the court is when you download any form from the court, guys, there will always be loads of notes as well about how to fill it in and what each section means. So if you just print everything off and have a good old read, you should be okay. That's lovely. Thank all right. you. No problem. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Ruby Roo, you are next. I had a 11-year marriage. Um, my, I come back to the UK. My ex-husband is still in Qatar. We used to live over there. Um, UK residents got married over here, filed for divorce, and we've got the conditional order that's coming through at some point this month, uh, and that's sort of processing. Now, in terms of our financial order, he is refusing to sign the financial order. We agree on every part. Um, we only have one sort of UK property that's in the process of selling and one sort of flat in Thailand. Um, we have a four-year-old daughter, which he has not been financially contributing to, but he is refusing to sign um, unless I return engagement rings and wedding gifts, sort of jewellery that was given to me, um, of which I'm not prepared to do because they are sort of back up for my daughter and seeing that he's not contributing, it's sort of mine and it was a gift. Um, I've spoken to a solicitor who has said that if I go through the courts and go through the financial sort of process, um, it would cost me roughly 15 grand to go through the courts and kind of go through that. Now, I don't want to leave the financial pro sort of aspect open. Um, I own a, a property, I own two properties here um, that was that were bought, uh, one during my marriage and one that was bought after. He has purposely not kept anything in the UK so all his money is in Qatar um, and is refusing to kind of give an idea over how much money I left all my furniture I left literally everything of my 11 year marriage in Qatar when I left um, how can I or what is the process to proceed to get a financial closure on it um, without it costing me 15 grand or is, is this what I'm kind of expected to Pay. Okay, so so the fifteen grand quote that you've been given is for someone to represent you. So that's legal fees. Yes. Um, so the, yeah. the way to avoid those fees are to maybe not have the solicitor do everything, and just to have them, you know, sort of in the background. That so you're representing yourself, but they're there that you can have some ad hoc advice from. Or alternatively, you represent yourself. Um, but the that's essentially if, if there's no agreement between you and you want a financial order, the only other way you're going to get one is via um, the court. So there's no getting away from and that court system. When I was right. when I was looking through the paperwork, he is then being asked to submit bank statements and, and information. Yeah. If he yeah. doesn't interact with the courts over here, mm -hmm. can the courts then make a decision based on him not interacting? Yes, they can. Okay. All right. Um, I also had another question just okay. in regard to my, my daughter. Um, she's four years old, very limited interaction with her in terms of he has a, a two minutes of a phone call um, with her uh, sort of before bed. Um, he is 
he comes back once a year and he's coming back at some point uh, this year where he has one he is wanting to take his daughter over to see his side of the family um who live in Birmingham I live in London um currently um they have made threats against me and it's currently under police sort of investigation and I obviously do not want to take or want him to take my four-year-old daughter to do that what can I do um you know I understand you know spending time with her on his own um he is responsible for his time we have no um court order or any kind of agreement in that regard yeah in ruby. place for her because okay. i'm physically ruby. mentally socially financially responsible for her ruby can i just jump in sorry to interrupt can you just go straight to your question for me yeah um how can i stop him taking her to spend time with his family so you'd fill out a c100 form and submit it the box you're ticking is a prohibited steps order and that will prohibit him from taking the child to see his family if you succeed. Okay. All right. Perfect. Fab. Thank you Thank so you much. Bye bye. Brave, what's your question? Um, so I had my form A, the two copies, and I know because I live in Hampshire, I need to send it to the Bournemouth Combined Court. How do I make the payment? Because I've gone online and I've tried to figure out um, if I'm doing a bank transfer, I need some any codes or how do i transfer the money sorry i don't know what you you mean how do you do a bank transfer this isn't really a family law question is, is that what you're asking me how to do a bank transfer no 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 no, no. i have my form a which yep. i'm sending to yep. the court in and i need to pay, uh, do a payment as well can i do i send it with the so, so you don't you don't make a payment with the form e you make a court payment with the form a when you start the, the application, yeah. And so the Form A starts the financial process and they will call you to take the payment over the phone. You can, okay, you can okay. tick that box, okay? Okay, that, I was just confused about that. Because That's all right. I, I'm sending the forms. I was I a bit confused by your question, but no, it's fine. Oh, no, no, no problem at all. Oh, thank you. All okay, right. Thank you so much. Okay, thank thanks. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye. Hi. Um, just to let you guys know, I've got two volunteers I can see on Insta. Thank you, Kirst, for helping out. And also I know that Legal Eagle has um, jumped across there. So I appreciate that, guys, on Insta, because obviously I've got um, an army that helped me over here on TikTok. Well, I've got Zoe and Missy. Um, Karen's on as well. I see Karen's on if anyone's got any passport questions. Just a couple of quick questions that have um, been coming through. How long does it take to get the conditional order? Generally about four to four and a half months you'll get your conditional order in the divorce. Another question is what's an actuary's report? Actuary's report is, so actuaries specialise in pensions. So where we have pensions that are maybe intermingled or we have some pre-marital pension contributions, we will ask an actuary to do a report and tell us what pensions we should be dividing from the marriage. So they help us with the pension um, allocation after divorce. Another question was, can I apply for CMS if I'm doing the consent order? Absolutely, yes, you can. They're two separate processes, okay? Um, oh, Kirst is legal, legal. Thank you, Kirst. I didn't know that. Look at that. Um, there we go. Husky Gamer, you are up next. Thank you for coming. I haven't seen you for a little while. What's your question? Um, I'll try not to be too long. I'm in a bit That's of a right. pickle, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I was supposed to have a Section 7 done for the second time with the local social services and guardian team. The social worker can't complete this because the ex-partner has not gone through a psychological test and she's refused on the advice of her, her legal team. Uh, but clearly, these problems there. Now, 
what they're doing is still allowing them to have contact with the children involved in the setup of the social services. Now, the social services that have advised me to see if I can try to bring up uh, finding a fact, um, basically problem, see if the judge will, will kind of go into, see if she's been lying about certain facts to claim legal aid. Yeah. Now, we are on the family side of it at the moment, so the non-molestation side has been forgotten about at the bottom of it. How do I go about bringing that back up? Because I have to do a petition statement in June the 30th now, so I've got a bit of time to put one together. Can I put it in that, or do I have to approach the court beforehand and go, can this please be brought forward again? Yeah, I, I would probably do it by using a C2. So you're making an application within a, an existing application, and you're asking the court to consider allegations that have been made. Because obviously she's made the allegations in a bid to get legal aid and those allegations need to be considered. Now, I'm not saying you'll succeed, but in order to get it sort of into the court's attention, do a C2. So I would need to reapply for a C2 because obviously I'll put one into my identity for the address and stuff yeah. in case I moved home. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of in with it last time, but because yeah. her soliciting team has changed that often, yeah. there's been that many C2s have been in. We don't know, me and the social services don't know what's still there as a standing order. Um, so we're kind of lost amongst the greyness now what is actually happening. Well, all you can do is keep a trail of your applications. Don't worry about hers. That's her responsibility. You just keep a trail of yours. That's what I would advise. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. There's, there's one more question, Tracy. Yeah. I put yeah. in for a residential order back in the beginning of all, all of this mess last year. Yeah. And that was supposed to be looked into by one of the judges, but that was put on the bottom of the pecking order. Yeah. Now... I, I'm not going to go into pre-care um, proceedings with the birth mother and the birth father, what's included in my case, because I'm a stepdad. Yeah. Um, but the social services have said there may be a way for me to try and get uh, PR in some strange way, but they can't legally advise me because they're in pre-proceedings against the mum. Yeah. Is there any way I can, I can do this, or is it just a fact that will be within the residential order if it got looked into? So if, if a um, child arrangement order is made in your favour, you will automatically sort of um, have that anyway by, by virtue of that child arrangements order. Um, but if, if failing that, you'd have to apply for PR. The difficulty with that is the existing people with PR need to give their consent, if you like, otherwise it's another application. So if they don't give their consent, and I take it one will and one won't, then that might that well, might leave the, you with the, a bit the birth the birth mum is the one with the PR traditionally, right? right. Uh, but the birth father, by the look of it, was purposely left off the birth certificate, even though he's involved in court proceedings. Yeah. Um, they both have had mental health assessments to a standard on the cognitive side of it, which yeah. has become below average. But the other side of it, they both have refused. So social services, so if they can remove the child, then it's up to them to kind of reapply to the court where this daughter goes. But at the moment, I'm just a voice amongst everybody else because I'm self-representing myself. And, and it sounds to me as if there's enough applications before the court at the moment. I, I would probably get in your first C2 before maybe thinking about doing another one. Is it possible, right. if, if I mention about the... Um, what was it, finding the facts here. Can I put that within the email, see if it's still included in an active part of the case? And then maybe it could be mentioned, or should I just leave it and kind of 
just see how things plan out with this, this the last statement, possession statement. I, I, I would I would do the C2. I wouldn't leave it to chance. The thing is, when it comes to court, you've really got to have all your ducks in a line, and you've got to you know you've got to be aware of all the applications that have been made, so that you can let the court know what's going on. So I, I would. That'd be best would really do to do it, to do a C two yeah, then then that leaves the door open for the yeah. final position yeah. statement and we'll just, yeah. yeah okay thank you Tracy right. for the advice thank you no problem bye um, Kaylee you are next up just to clarify I don't give advice I'm only making suggestions I know everyone says I give advice but I actually don't uh, Kaylee you are next up what's your question hi um, so I'm in a bit of a, a situation where yeah. I'm in breach of a child arrangements order yeah and how that's come about is um the dad's uh, the, the kid's dad um kept them off school um whenever it was his turn to bring them in yeah and the teachers did a welfare check during the welfare check the kids revealed that he was drinking heavily there may have been drugs involved and he's also assaulted them yeah um, so it was reported to the police and social services. Social services have told me to stop contact and ignore the child arrangements order, essentially. So I'm in a position now where I don't know what my next step is. Do I continue to do what the social services are telling me to do? Do I try and reach out? Do I report my own breach? Um, and they've kind of told me to wait for him to yeah. try and enforce the breach, yeah. the, 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 the order, order. Yeah. and then fight it. Yeah. Or do do I do like a preemptive strike and make sure that, you know, I get in there? And I'm just not sure about the next step because you, I'm very aware that I am you've in got, breach of an order. Yeah, you've got two options, though. I mean, yes, you are. Technically, you are in breach of the order, Kayleigh, but you've done it for the best in the best interest of the children. OK, so there'll be no consequence of that particular breach. Now, you have two options. You can literally sit back and let him do the legwork and make the application to enforce the order. And then you can say to the court, actually, this is why I stopped. And the court will say, fine, let's look into that then. Probably going to do some hair strand alcohol and drug testing. Or you can make the application to vary the existing order. Um, depending on whether the children are having contact with him or not at the moment is going to help you decide. If they're not having any contact, I would do nothing and, and let him make the application. If they are having contact and it's becoming a little bit fractious, I'd probably make an application to vary. Right, okay. Um, and can I just ask, um, like, yeah. his kind of angle is parental alienation. He's claiming I've made it open, that kind of thing. Um do I do I attempt to to reach out or tell him that he needs to address the issues before I can you know as as if you know I I am I want contact to happen yeah. but only if it's safe exactly do, I'm sure I'm I, sure do you I leave it yeah I'm sure you I'm always amazed by parents that that get so worried and 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 it's you know commendable to you Kaylee but parents that get so worried when actually they've breached the order. And right and proper to breach it, but then are really concerned that have they done enough compared to the parents that literally won't allow contact to happen. So it's refreshing when I get a question like this. Um, but I'm sure if you look back over your texts and emails, you probably already sent him something that says, look, I've got concerns. You know, you're drinking a lot. The children have reported that, you know, you're under the influence when you have them. So you've probably already got that. But if you wanted to reinforce that just for your own peace of mind, by all means, send another email. But the, the, it, it's not, the onus isn't on you. You know, you're, you're exercising your PR and you're making a decision. Um, and that's, in, you know, in the best interest of the children. And that's absolutely fine. 
Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Kaylee. Bye. Right, Powerhouse, let me come to you next. There we go. What's your question? Thank you very much for having me on board. That's it's all right. A pleasure. That's I always right. listen, listen to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, at the moment, I'm going through, I'm going through a, a divorce at the moment, yeah. um, but it's basically ongoing and it's the other party refused to to sign. Uh, I have reached out now to, to get the bailiffs involved to serve in other papers. Yeah. Um, but if everything actually did go through, I would have been divorced by now. Yeah. How how is that going to delay the proceedings um, going forward if she refused to even sign the papers that the bailiff I know. Um, could be delivered to her? Well, the the thing is, it won't really delay it because the whole point of us doing um, the, the bailiff service is that as soon as the bailiff gives it to her or is confident that she's received it, the bailiff's going to give you a statement of service. And that's evidence that she has been served. So it's fine then. You can continue mm. with your process once you've got that statement of service. Okay, Does that that's make fine. Sense? Yeah. And, and, and just one other thing, yeah. when it comes down to assets, well, basically, during, during the actual um, 25 years of marriage, um, basically, before before I met her, she never worked. And during the 25 years of marriage, she really never worked, and she never really was supported in any way of in ter- terms of encouraging uh, and doing anything in terms of me progressing myself. is always like tearing down or pulling down. Yeah. Even when I actually bought my first property... She, she wasn't interested in me going out to buy a property, um, buy the property that we're in. I bought a second property, which was like a property next door. So I turned both properties into like a six-bedroom property. But she was never interested and never in 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 repentance to basically for me invested in properties. And basically she never worked, so she never really do contributed yeah. towards bills or anything yeah. of anything of my own development. When it comes to... To, to splitting up of the assets. How how is that going to be? I know it's still, even though that by law, it doesn't work and it do everything. How would that seem, even that before I actually bought the properties that she wasn't interested? Would would, would the law see that still dividing so, yeah. the properties, even though it's something that, that yeah. she wasn't interested in? So the, the, how we approach it when we're doing a financial settlement is we're going to gather all the marital assets together so whatever we have by way of marital assets, there is an argument to ring fence and premarital contributions, but you're going to need to take advice because now we're getting into a bit of specialist uh, area there. Um, and then mm. we're going to divide up those assets in accordance to the party's needs. So it doesn't go on a pure financial contribution. When you're married, it's said that everybody has contributed in some way, whether it be financially or whether it be that you've stayed at home and had the children. So um, it, it's going to go on needs. It, it's probably the easiest way to answer that. Okay, uh, but 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 being being that she has nothing to bring to the table in terms of dividing up, yeah, um, everything will be coming from yeah, hundred percent coming from my side. Yeah, but everything that you have yeah. is a marital asset, and I know I know that's not what you want to hear. But legally, yeah. even if it's in your sole name and you've worked for it and you've bought it. It's a marital asset. Okay, um, um, that's, 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 that's certainly fine. So, so in terms of actually, because because what I wanted to do, rather than this going down the route, I, w- I was planning to basically to put both properties back as separate properties and sign one of the properties over to her as basically an asset. 
would you think that um, the court would allow something like that for me dividing yeah. up the assets and giving her one property and, and so, I holding on to the property so the, and yeah the, the rule of thumb is so long as the order that we're asking the court to make is fair and reasonable and both parties mm. housing needs income needs and capital needs are catered for you should be fine but but you do okay. need to take some legal advice. That that that's what I would okay. I would keep saying on that because I don't want to say yes, sign a property over. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, so, so, like so, so, we're so, getting yeah. into the area of sort of CGT might apply if you haven't lived in that property, and this is where we need to to sort of have a bit more of a, a consultation, if you like, to discuss it in more depth. Okay. It's a it's a big okay. big topic. It's a very big topic. Well, yeah. basically, we still live under the same roof. We still yeah. even though we go into the roof, we still under the same. Um, um, housing and everything, just that everything is just basically on the line. But thank you very much, Tracy, You're for, your, for your insight. Okay, fine, no problem. Thanks, bye. Thank you, bye bye. Um, surely, what is your question? Just wanted to ask a quick question. Yeah. So, um, soon to be ex husband um, has been very emotionally abusive over our um, marriage and um, coercive behaviour. He's now starting to do this to our nine year old son. Um, what steps would I need to take to get him? We're still living in the marital home. Um, what steps would I need to take to get him removed from the home? That's an occupation order. Ali, uh, no, not speaking to Alice, beg your pardon. Surely that's an occupation order. Um, what an occupation order is, is an order that allows you to occupy the property and the other person to move out, essentially. They're not easy applications to win, I will say that, um, and you would need to convince the court that A, they have somewhere else to go, and that they can afford to live somewhere else, that's the first thing, because there is a test that applies, mm -hmm. and secondly, the benefits to you and the children of them no longer residing there. Now, it's again, it's not a, a straightforward form to fill out like our general C100 form or our form A. Um, there is a form that attaches, the number of which escapes me, it's the FL, uh, oh, I can't remember, um, but you have to attach a statement to it. So it's something surely that I would say to somebody, um, email me because I'll be able to um, give you the exact number of the form and point you in the right direction of how to get some sort of template statement. So it's it's a bit of a long-winded application. Um, if you can, then please do get some legal advice because it may be that you won't win. That, that, that they're Just that they're notoriously hard to get. And for, for obvious reasons, the court don't want to kick anybody out on the street, you know. Um, and of course, yeah. his defence will be, I can't afford to go, I've got nowhere to go. And the onus is on you to disprove that, which is the essence of why it makes them difficult. Yeah. OK, thanks ever so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, Alice, let me see if I can hear you this time. Ask away. Basically, I don't really know how to phrase my question. That's but all right. My, my son, me and my son's dad split up about a year ago. Yeah. And... Um, He's just been inconsistent, um, never really around. And I've tried so much just to keep him in my son's life. And I've kind of just now said to him, like, it is up to you. I'm not going to, I've done more than you to keep you in his life. And that's not how it should be. He's very irregular with maintenance payments. Um, he's got two other kids with someone else and they went to court and he lost. Um, and I've been looking into filling in a C100 form because I just, I want something in place because he's tried preventing me from going on holiday. Um, 
I just I just want something in place but I was wondering what I'd even say like how I'd fill it out um just do, do you know what I mean like I kind of want him to see his son yeah but again there's like there's drug use involved there's just there's just so much and then he's um so my son last year, for example, was in hospital with meningitis and I could I could count the amount of times he came to see him in those three weeks on my fingers. Like um, he barely came and he always just says that I'm being bitter and whatnot when I don't think I am, but I want to know if I'm going about it the wrong way. So sadly, um, Alice, we can't force a parent to have contact. So if if your outcome is that you wish him to have contact with the child, but there's obviously welfare concerns there, um, then you, you may not want to make the application. Do you see what I mean? Poppy? Yeah, but at the, at the same time... Um, Come here. Yeah, go on, I sorry. I kind of want the, the arrangement order to say he lives with me. So if I were to go abroad, I don't need his consent. I just need to tell him where I'm going and just right. some of the control back in my life because I feel That's... like he relishes on the fact he still has a say in what I do. Yeah, so the, the child arrangements order will certainly give you that. You When you fill out the child arrangements order, perhaps you would just want to um, word it so that the reason that you need the child arrangements order is to give you the security that the child resides with you and that he won't be taken without your permission or further order of the court. And it's also going to reduce the um, element of conflict between you both because actually... Um, with a child arrangements order, you, you're not going to need his permission to go on holiday. So I would word it like that and keep the contact out of it. Okay. Um, I have a, another question is in regards to his name. Um, yeah. He refuses to give me consent to even double barrel his name. Is that is there a place on the form I can fill that into? And if so, what do, yeah. they, what do they look at in regards to changing a name? So it's a different form. It's a C1, but you can so fill okay. that out for a name change and you can file that at the same time as you file your C100. Okay. All right. That's great. Yeah, perfect. No problem. Thank you, Alice. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Aislin, ask me your question if you will, and I'm just going to run over and pick up Poppy's bowl, but I am still here. Um, what's your question? Um, so my question is, my daughter's father, we um, have it every other weekend at the moment. He was originally picking her up from nursery once a week, which he's now stopped. Yeah. Um, we also had an agreement that if, say, a bank holiday Monday landed on his weekend, he would have her. Um, obviously, he's stopped that now. His excuses of not seeing her other than every other weekend is that he works full time. Obviously, my argument is, unfortunately, all parents have to work. Yeah. Um, there's times when, you know, if she's poorly or I'm poorly or whatever else, he doesn't obviously help. He doesn't help out outside of every other weekend, basically. Yeah. Um. He's quite happy for me to drop my job at the drop of the hat, but he won't do with his. Um. We are. I have just started the process of mediation. We did do it uh, three years ago when she was six months old, but obviously that agreement was when she was six months old. She's three now. Yeah. So I'm just obviously I don't think he'll agree to the mediation anyways. But I'm just seeing if there's a way before we go down any court route, if I'm well within my rights to want him to have her more than every other weekend and if working full time an excuse. Um, 
It's not an excuse, and the court can make an order. It will make the order mm-hmm. as in the best interest of the child, obviously that's standard. If yeah. he says, I, I put the court on notice that whatever order you make, I, I cannot have contact outside of these times, there's every chance that they're going to give a reduced contact order. Okay. So, uh, and, and it just goes back to that old adage that, unfortunately, we can't force him to have contact. The court, the court can't do that, sadly. Um, yeah. So, you know, what what you might find is that if you get sort of a bit of a staunch judge and says, well, I don't care, all parents have got to work and make the order, he'll just breach it anyway. Okie dokie. It's frustrating. No problem. Thank it's you. That was, that was it. Okay. Thank you for that. Bye. Thank you. Um, Wendy, let me come to you next. Oh, let me take you off mute first of all. What's your question? Hi, um, my 11-year-old son um, uh, decided to live with his dad since March, and then um, he wants uh, his dad wants me to do mediation, and yeah. then later on he I uh, done the mediation, and then he de- he declined, and now later on I've, I've just realized that my son is quite adamant now not to see me, and um, do I have I'm just asking where do I stand if my son is adam- adamant not to see me anymore. I don't know if he's how, being brainwashed or something. Yeah. I don't know. How how old is your son? He's eleven. Okay. He's eleven year old. Um, and you're all resident in in England and Wales, or England or Wales, yeah? Yeah, in yeah. England. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, um, his dad just decided to change his school and everything without my consent. Okay. But I don't mind. I'm not after the full custody. I just want some time with him. When, was when the... he told he told me to do mediation to see him, yeah. you know, yeah. and then I've done my part. He, he refused, and now he's saying that he's not stopping my son to see me. And then um, and now I haven't spoken to him. And then every time I ask, I I, I talk to him sometimes, but whenever I ask, oh, can I see you? And he would just put on the phone. And then when he mentioned that to his dad, he said that I'm pressuring him. And then he's mentioning about mental health and then, you know, and I'm worried about, like, if I put it in a court and then the cops will decide that I'm not, I'm not fit to, to look after him because there's Wendy. emotional okay. abuse or Wendy. something. I don't know. I'm just worried. I'm... Okay. Can I ask, when was the last time you saw your son? How long ago was it? Oh, that was uh, March, second, uh, second of March. This year? And then, uh, yeah. Um... Okay. So all you need to do, Wendy, is obviously if you've done the mediation part, I wouldn't be suggesting that again. Yeah. Just make the application yeah. to the court. Um, because if nothing else, the, the child's a little bit young to be deciding he doesn't want to have a relationship with you. And, of course, the court will yeah. investigate further by using CAFCAS yeah. to find out why, what's going on there. So I, I would make oh, okay. your C100 application. Okay. Just to be honest with you, um, the the reason I found out the reason why he moved is because he seen he seen me um um arguing with my partner and he seen me hitting me, and then that was up uh, like five years ago, and then we stopped. You know, you know, there's no domestic abuse yeah. anymore. So Wendy, and it's now he's, yeah, it it's fine. The child has a right to have a relationship with both parents. So oh. if, if I were you, okay. yeah, I, I would make your application and take it from there, all right? Okay. Great. And Tracy, Thanks. Um, is it okay, since I can't afford a, a solicitor, can I use uh, uh, the friend, or what do you call it, 
Um, Mackenzie Friend, uh, yes, you can. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. Yeah. They can help It'll you. Be fine. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Thank you, Wendy. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Uh, Tiffany, you are next up. What's your question? Hello. Um, Hello. I don't. I, I don't know if you remember me. I did ring last year. I think September. Yeah. Um, I took your advice. I put um, an M161A form in and an M161 form in. Yeah. They were refused by the court. Right. Um, <clears throat> sorry. And I also put a C100 form in, and that was also refused. Um, I have now uh, stopped seeing my son because contact has ended, and that was January um, this year. I've also put in an A52 form uh, to revoke uh, an adoption. <clears throat> And um, they haven't got back to me. My son has recently gone into uh, the prospective adopter's care for the 10 weeks that they're meant to go in. And he's been there since, I think it was April, uh, no, what are we, uh, so March 22nd. So he's been there since then. So the 10 weeks end, I think, next week. Okay. Um, and I haven't heard back from the court. And since he's been in their care... Um, he's had a lot of accidents he's um i three weeks into him being there uh he split the top of his nose open mm -hmm. um and i asked for a photo and you know a cp medical from the hospital uh to see what had happened and i got refused that by the social works manager um i've been asking for updates and everything um from them and they said no because they don't have pr and i was like i'm pretty sure i do still have pr and i can still consent um to like a child protection medical but um no one's getting in contact with me um they're going to be putting an application form in at some point like now um and i was just wondering is there anything that i can do or would they um be able to um help me in any kind of way of getting um, my child back out of their care and back into my care because i think the tiffany, reason tiffany was taken off of me yeah. was um future event by the court saying that i wouldn't take him to uh, nursery or school because i didn't take him to baby groups and the other one is because he fell from uh one step in my front room okay. and he bashed the back of his head but i got let off in hospital that was an accident tiffany um, well, i'm just gonna reasons. yeah i'm just gonna jump in clearly there's a lot more gone on um because obviously a child doesn't get removed from a parent's care just because he fell off a step um and and if i'm honest i can't remember the consultation so apologies for that that if we did speak last year where i would be suggesting you start is it may be that pr has been removed especially if you're putting in applications and they're being rejected and i think what's possibly the piece missing in the puzzle is that maybe you haven't had all of the orders that's been made in respect of your son so the starting point may be to contact social services and say can I have the orders? Because that way you'll, you'll know if you have parental responsibility or not. If parental responsibility has been removed from you, there isn't too much that you can do, I'm afraid. Um, if you still have parental responsibility, then, then you may be able to do something. But it's looking more and more unlikely from what you're telling me. Yeah, because I did get my bundle from the court. I've got two bundles. And that uh, is it called an Annex A? Yeah. Um, I read through that and it's the judge's um, 
reason of what's what's happening. Yeah. And uh, I read through that and she said the um, the only reasons that she can take a child from me is because um, of those two reasons. So she hasn't put anything else. I, I would I would be looking at the orders that's been made, Tiffany, as opposed to the to the the reasons. Look at the orders that's been made and take it from there. Go back to that bundle. Is that from the court? Yeah, that they'll be in the bundle. All right. Right. Okay. Start there, and then you can come back if you need to. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Tiffany. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, be nice, guys, and keeping my eye on that TikTok. Uh, Captain, you are next up. Which question? Uh, Denny, Denny Leona, you are next up. What's your question? Weird situation. Yeah. Um, so I live in supported living at the minute. Um, I am looking for my own place. And last November, my father had a baby with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the multiple things that are constantly happening in and around my baby brother. Yeah. I'm wondering what support I could get to get custody of him because the police and the social are there nearly two, three times a week sorting out incidents, which obviously it's not healthy. So what what's your question of me, Denny? I, I want to get custody of, of my baby brother. It's, I don't know how to go about that without... Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I suspect that you, you won't be able to apply because you don't have parental responsibility. Is there a social worker involved? Yeah, there's a social worker involved. Right. But there is things that have been done and said around or said to so, the baby. Yeah, I think the starting point there is going to be to speak to the social worker and see if they were would be in support of you taking care of your baby brother. You're not going to be able yeah. to make an application straight off the bat because you don't have parental responsibility. Yeah, because I I was one who contacted them in the first place. Okay. Um, as his mother threatened to kick, like take his life, and I was like, right, okay, this is not. Yeah. So if you if you get um, if you get in touch with a social worker um, and and right. express your interest, then they'll do an assessment. Um, because what okay. you, you you need their support essentially. Yeah. You need their sort of backing, but that's the place that you want to start. Okay. Thank All you. All right. No problem. Thanks, Denny. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Vicky, how can I help? Hiya. Um, first off, I want to say thank you for t- giving everyone this opportunity. Oh, pleasure. It's really kind of you. Thank you. Um, and secondly, I'm very nervous, so I do apologise if I start stuttering. That's okay. Take your time. Um, so just over three years ago, um, I went through a massive battle with family court and won my children back. Yeah. Um, it was determined that um, my ex-husband, the children's father, was the one that caused traumatic harm to the children. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since divorced him, got the children back and moved into our own little property. Yeah. Um, they've not seen... Now, this is where the question comes. <laughs> they've not seen their father um, for just over three years. Yeah. Um, my oldest son his, is now six, and my youngest one is three. Mm-hmm. Um, my six-year-old still has night terrors of his dad and still doesn't want to see him or hear of him. Mm-hmm. Um, my three-year-old is non verbal He's got a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern is 
if he, the father, was to take me to court, which he's been threatening to have, sorry, I get emotional. That's okay. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. Take your time. Um, my, he's threatening now to take me to court to try and get access to the children. What do I do? Because uh, my six-year-old is adamant he doesn't want to see him and he still has night terrors and okay. still goes to school telling them all about bad daddy. I, I know that it's really hard um, to keep emotion out of it, but that's the first thing I'm going to say to you, okay? Just because somebody makes an application to the court, which I totally get is intimidating, don't automatically assume they're going to win that application. All right. So the fact that there have been triggers, night terrors, etc., that has to be communicated. So if he makes an application to the court, you'll go along at the first hearing and you will explain to the court the situation so far. And you can do that verbally or you can put it all down in, in writing and let the court know the issues that have happened. Because what that will do is trigger an investigation. So the court will then want to speak to CAFCAS and have CAFCAS help out by doing perhaps a Section 7 report. Um, and as the process goes on, you are looking to ensure that any contact that's made, and there may not be contact made, Vicky, so, but I'm just jumping to any contact that's made, will always be in the best interest of the child. No child will be forced to go to contact and no child will be placed in a position where they're, you know, really don't want to do it. So so don't worry is what I'm trying to say. Thank you, because I, I was under the illusion that because my oldest one is only six, yeah. his voice won't get heard. It, so I was it, it really won't. concerned. It, it won't, but your voice will, and you're able to let the court know of the issues that have taken place in the past and of course the consequences of that you know i.e the night terrors and things and that your concern is that if the court are minded to make an order these children are actually going to be affected by that and and the court will listen to you they will definitely listen to you um, and they will get a third party which is generally CAFCAS um, they may ask you to file some medical evidence not for the first hearing but as the process you know rumbles along they may ask you to get some medical evidence or some evidence from school or something so you know that they, they will exhaust everything before making a contact order all right thank you You're it's welcome. all been documented at school every time he goes in and says so much they document it and they write it down and stuff. So it's all all documented. It's oh, just good. the my non-verbal one I'm a bit concerned about because he can't communicate. So yeah, yeah, okay. I'm worried it'd be my word against the baby's word. Yeah, no, I understand. It'll be fine, and you can always bob back here, Vicky, if you need to. All right. Thank you. Thank Lovely. you so much for taking your time out. That's all right. No problem. Take care. Bye. And you. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, that's a wrap, guys. So that's another hour of family law. Hope that helped everyone. Apologies to you all. Still with your hand up in the lounge. Every time I say that, all the hands get put down again. Um, really grateful to those of you that came in, asked a question, because whilst I hope that the answer provides you with something, there's also hundreds of people listening on the lives who I'm hoping get something out of it as well. So um, I'm not back now it's bank holiday Monday so I'll only be back here Tuesday of next week and then I'm off on my hollybobs but I will be back here Tuesday might do a slightly longer session um, for you guys as I won't be back then for a couple of weeks so speak to you all on Tuesday until then bye bye <laughs>